0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
1: per order, additional term supply.
2: Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. All this time. Covered
3: me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host each and almost every week, Pastor Ken Keltner. I'll tell you what—you're getting close to getting cut, Kel- I'm telling you, <laughs> Pastor Harvey's gonna come in here and replace me. Hey, man. Our, our our special guest is pastor walter harvey's a senior pastor from park Long assembly of god remember that name because i'm telling you pastor keltner you and i are just about done
1: hey man i got my headset on perfectly today, yeah so i mean, this, i don't know what you're what this you're is a first
3: about. pastor harvey's trying to impress you this is the first time in about six months he's been able to get the headset on and have it work he it's it's been uh, it's been quite a trip each and every week doing this show with Pastor Ken Keltner.
0: Well, I'm I'm ready to get in the game. Put me <laughs> put me on special teams. You know,
3: you, hey, well, let's if you can hit a jump shot, you can get in the game. That's all I'm okay. saying. Hey guys, we are really blessed today, and and we've been uh, excited and talking about this for a bit. And Pastor Harvey, thank you so much for for helping us put this together. Uh, our special guest for today's show is Coach Tony Dungy. Uh, Tony, how you doing today?
4: I'm doing well, and it's great to great to be with you.
3: Well, thank you so much. You uh, right now you're in Tampa, is that correct?
4: Yes, I am enjoying some warm weather. I won't talk about how warm it is. <laughs> but, uh, it's not Wisconsin. Let's say
3: that. Yeah,
1: you're right about that, Coach.
3: Yeah, you don't uh, you don't want to tell these boys from Wisconsin what the weather like uh, in Florida. I, I could tell you that because all of a sudden we may have technical difficulty, and Pastor Harvey and I'll just do the show alone. <laughs> He's trying to get
1: rid of me, Coach. Yeah. He's
3: trying- Hey, I don't know how to cut guys anymore, Coach. If I gotta cut, <laughs> if I gotta cut, Ken, I gotta just tell him that you know his days are numbered and we need to send him on his way? Is that correct?
4: No, we don't want to do that. We need him.
1: <laughs> hey, Coach, thank you for that. And uh, you know, he's giving me a hard time about my headset. But I was reading in one of your books that you, uh, you and Rodney, when you were there on the NBC uh, Football Night in America, that you made progress. You guys finally got your where you could get your earpieces in.
4: Yes, I tell you, when we started in 2009, I didn't know anything about the television business, didn't know how to put my earpiece in, (laughs) uh, couldn't, uh, really had to struggle talking while listening to the director talk to you at the same time. There were a lot of things that were just bad about that first year, but as we've grown and gotten a little more experience, it, it has gotten easier.
1: Oh, it looks like you guys got it down. You're doing a great job on it.
3: Hey, Tony, well, thank you. I, I do, I'm the sideline reporter for the high school football game of the week here. And w- when they called and asked me to do this, look, they couldn't afford a good-looking girl, so they got me, is, is what I tell people. And I don't really know much about it either. I've been doing it six years. And live TV is very unforgiving. And. It, th- It's horribly hard, and and people, you know, I I get people texting me saying, you know, your hair is standing straight up. I'm like, what what do you want me to do, man? I'm just talking about the high school football game.
4: You're right. It it is unforgiving. Last week we were actually doing a piece on the Packers, and we had rehearsed it, and I talked about Aaron Rodgers and Coach McCarthy. Well, then when we did it live for the show, the last thing we saw previous to that was, Uh, the new coach in Oakland, Tony Sperano. So now I come on and I'm saying I've got Tony Sperano in my head and I couldn't think of Mike McCarthy's name. And I blanked out on live TV and Dan Patrick had to save me. But you're right. I mean, things like that happen all the time. You have to act like it's no big deal, but you feel terrible that you just – Made a mistake in front of twenty million people
3: well, you know what on on my twenty four here in Milwaukee for the high school football game of the week, we do not have that many people, but my <laughs> my wife and the people I work with my wife is pretty pretty forgiving when when I came home and, and again i didn 't realize it wasn 't windy my hair was just standing straight up like I had put my my hands on electric ball. <laughs> And I walked in and my wife said, did anybody tell you about your hair? And I said, no. She said, baby, let's go to bed. Let's just not watch the the replay of that game because I would tape it. And I said, what happened? She goes, really, don't go on Facebook. Don't look. Let's just go to bed. I I want you to be able to sleep tonight. So obviously I had to look at it and it was rough. Hey, uh, Pastor Harvey, how did you guys meet you and Coach Dungey?
0: Well, um, Tony and I think we met in 1993. I was uh, then serving as the senior pastor, still I'm serving as senior pastor at Park Lawn, and I was on the board for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, my family and I, we traveled to Black Mountain, North Carolina, had never been there before, never been to a coach's camp, uh, didn't know who Tony Dungy was, but he and his family were there also the same year. And uh, our boys, uh, his son, Jamie, and my son, Nick, uh, they were probably seven or eight years old back then. And. They were playing together, and and we, as concerned parents, say we need to know who your parents are if we're going <laughs> to let you play with our kid. Uh, they probably had more concern than we did, yeah, uh, right. truth be told. But uh, we met the Dungies, and uh, Tony's been the same guy uh, the last twenty-one years.
3: Well, you know, Pastor, um, I had told you this as we were coming, and I work with a man, uh, Coach Dungy, that uh, he was he worked part time with the equipment um, um, team with the Colts. And he was with you guys for the two Super Bowls. His name is Chris Kovadovic. and and I said, Chris, you've seen Coach Dungy in all different um, situations. Uh, you know what is he like? He said, Man, he's the same. He's the same guy when he's coaching, when he's speaking, when he's having lunch, when he's. And 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 he said, What's really impressive to me is is w- when you talk to him. You know, he makes you feel like you're the only guy in the room, but he really does care about people. And, and Chris, and he said he won't remember my name, but let him know that some of the biggest highlights of my entire life were, were being in and around the, the, the Colts uh, team, and, and he wanted to thank you for that.
4: Well, thank you, and that was always fun for me. I, I would spend a lot of time back there with the equipment guys, and you're talking about guys who work hard and go unnoticed. And do more for the team than the coaches and players and, and anyone else. So I always had an affinity for those guys, and and I, I'd go back in that locker room and spend some time with them. And uh, that that's a tremendous group. So please tell Chris hello.
3: Yeah, I will do that. Hey Tony, before we get to a quick break, I, I read a questionnaire that uh, that you uh, that you answered, and the first question is, uh, what's your favorite food? And you said Florida grouper. Are you talking about Frenchie's down at Clearwater Beach? <laughs>
4: I have been to Frenchies. As a matter of fact, we were there just a couple of weeks ago uh, for a little uh, weekend getaway, and we we got takeout from Frenchies. I had never had grouper before until I became the head coach of the Buccaneers in '96, and now I'm hooked on it. Uh, fresh grouper is hard to
3: beat. It is. You know, I was in Sarasota. I've got a brother in Tarpon Springs, and I stayed in Sarasota a couple of days, and I had a grouper sandwich on the beach there, and I went over to Tarpon Springs and told my brother, boy, that was a really good sandwich. He said, well, it wasn't a Frenchie's grouper sandwich. And I said, well, what's the difference? He said, oh, we're going to find out. So we took a drive over, and, and he's right. That was uh, the best grouper sandwich that I've had. Hey, last question. When you were playing for Minnesota, how'd you guys uh, do against the Badgers?
4: We were 2-2 two and two in the time that I was there. We won won the games in Minneapolis. We lost the games in Madison. And uh, matter of fact, my last college game uh, was – In Madison, the Badgers beat us, and it was one of the big disappointments of of my career to to go out on the losing end. But uh, we had some great battles, and I always enjoyed coming to Camp Randall.
3: Boy, the Gophers are good this year. They are. They are awfully good.
4: Coach Kill is a good man, and he had some health problems, but uh, the Lord has really been with him, and he's been able to, to continue and coach. And he's helping those guys not only on the field but off the field uh, to grow as well. So, uh, as an alum, I'm very happy.
3: Hey guys, let's get to a quick break. On the other side of the break, we'll uh, we'll start our discussion with Coach Tony Dunjin. We'll talk a little bit about, you know, his testimony, his walk, and and I know Pastor Ken that we we've discussed this. We really within the next couple of segments want to talk about uh, his platform and and how he utilizes that platform, and we'll do that on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern along my co-host along my co-host Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special in studio guest. He is the uh, the senior pastor for Park Lawn Assembly of God pastor walter harvey again pastor harvey thank you so much for joining us
0: you're welcome good to be here
3: you bet um ken we had we had talked a little bit about uh about the show and and uh, we both have done a lot of prep work and reading up on on coach Dungey, and and i know that uh, we wanted to start segment two a little bit on talking about his his walk and his faith
1: yeah pastor uh pastor Dungey, you're almost <laughs> like a pastor a pastor and a coach have a lot in common yeah uh but coach uh you uh, have had a tremendous testimony. And part of our focus on our program has been for athletes all across the country and here locally in Wisconsin to really share uh, how their journey uh, with Jesus Christ began. And so we would just love to hear how how you came to to Christ and your testimony and how God's been using that in your life.
4: Well, thank you, Pastor. For me, it was just just wonderful. Uh, I grew up in a small town in Michigan, Jackson, Michigan. Uh, My grandfather was actually a Baptist minister. Two of my uncles uh, were ministers as well. Mm. And my mom was a Sunday school teacher. So I was around the gospel quite a bit growing up. I I think I accepted Christ as a young boy, six or seven years old. Mm, mm. But uh, I was like many young, young kids and football and sports and school became kind of the driving forces in my life. And I didn't do anything wild and crazy, but I I don't think I really grew that much uh, as a young person. And then especially when I went to college, uh, you get out on your own, you get away from your parents, you don't have to go to to church uh, as often. And so I think I kind of stagnated. But the big thing for me happened in 1997. I went to the Pittsburgh Steelers as a rookie player, and I got with a, a group of guys who were just on-fire Christians. We had a tremendous core. They were obviously in the middle of a, a four Super Bowl run in six years. And so they were tremendous players, but really, really strong Christians. Uh, Donnie Shell and John Stallworth, Mel Blunt, John Kolb, just some, some great guys who, for the first time, I saw people take their Christianity onto the football field. Mm. And 24-7 in life you know, exemplify what it meant to be a Christian. And that's when I really started growing as a 21-year-old.
1: Well, Coach, thank you. Uh, And I'm thankful for good godly parents. And, uh, you know, in reading um, through some of your books, I, I know your mom was big on your character and your representation of Jesus Christ. And and uh, I know that that played in uh, into your life in a great way. And it's it's been obvious to see how God's been growing you through 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 these many years and many trials, many difficulties. No,
4: she really was. She was fantastic. In fact, she was the Sunday school teacher, as I said. And so she would practice her lessons on us on Thursday night. <laughs> we hear the stories and get the details. And so I just learned so much from her. And, um, you know, just. In growing up, she'd always talk about how you do things, uh, doing things the right way, honoring the Lord. And I can't tell you how many times uh, I told my team, professional teams, the, the the Colts and the Buccaneers, "Hey, my mother used to say, or or my mom said this. My mom always told me that. And guys, remember that. And, and uh, they were great lessons. Um, and and I was so just fortunate to learn that there's a right way to do things, there's a wrong way to do things, there's a way you're going to please God, and that's going to be more important than anything you do in life.
3: We're talking to, with uh, Coach Tony Dungy. Our in-studio guest is, is Pastor Walter Harvey, Senior Pastor from Park Lawn Assembly of God. Pastor?
0: Tony, uh, you and I have uh, had some conversations in the past, and you mentioned that Chuck Noel had a tremendous impact on you. And... Um, you know, as a coach, how did he really begin to shape your style of leadership?
4: He really did, Pastor Harvey. Um, as I mentioned, I went there as a rookie. Uh, i never forget sitting down in the first meeting and Coach Knoll telling us, hey, welcome to the National Football League. You're now getting paid to play football. So that makes it your profession. But don't mistake it for your life. Football can't be your life. We've got to find out what you want to do with your life's work. And that amazed me. The very first meeting, uh, he's talking about our life's work and doing things away from football, and and he was true to that the whole time I was with him. And when I got on the coaching staff five years later, and he talked about your family being so important and don't let your job overcome your your family responsibilities and uh, doing things the right way, so... That had a tremendous impact on me. As a young coach, I could see that you could be successful and you could still do things the right way. You could uh, have a family life. You could uh, honor the Lord. And so I was just so fortunate to to go to work for him, and he did. He impacted the way I did things. Um, It was just such a blessing to to work for him.
3: Hey, hey Coach, do you think that that had a lot to do with uh, you becoming a coach, uh, did you know before you got into the NFL that that might be something in your future? Or or once you had a chance to play for the Steelers and, and a man like Chuck Knoll, did that kind of further that discussion in your head?
4: No, he really did pull it <laughs> out of me. I had no thoughts of, of being a coach when when I got there. And uh, I was 25 years old, and he said, you, you really have an aptitude for this. I think you could be good at it. Uh, we've got an opening on our staff. and And he put me to work. And because he made it such an enjoyable experience and I learned so much from him, uh, that's, that's what gave me the, the drive and the desire to continue. And um, I wanted to, to coach like he did, to, to have players improve as athletes for sure, but also improve as people. And uh, he always used to tell us, your job is to help your players be the best that they can be. And for him, that meant not only on the field being the best players, but, but being the best people. And um, it, it just, he, he brought it out of me, no, no doubt about it. I don't think if, if I'd have started working for someone else, uh, I might have had a completely different experience and, and not stayed with it.
1: Tony, uh, one thing that I read about that just really, uh, I thought, man, he's right on track here. When you said what you do is not as important as how you do it. And, you know, so often coaches might take that uh, shortcut to try to get to the top or try to, um, you know, I mean, call it what it is, cheat in order to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, that was coming on the heels of what your mom had been telling you about, you know, who you are and, and your character and, 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 and uh, what what it takes to stop you as a, as a young man is uh, going to speak volumes and you want to keep moving forward with the Lord. So I'm just... Uh, you know, uh, we have a lot of coaches who will listen to us. I mean, what, what would you share with them uh, in regard to that statement that, that I think has been a principle in your life?
4: Uh, absolutely, and that did come from my mom and dad. They encouraged us as kids to pick out your own vocation, your career, and it doesn't matter what you want to do. Whatever passion God gives you, you know, utilize that. But how you do it is going to speak about your life and, and the person that you are. And so whether you're a high school coach or a college coach or an NFL coach or a peewee league coach, uh, it's all the same. And it doesn't matter where you are. It's how you do your job and how you impact uh, your players, uh, whatever profession you take. And, and I was so glad that I, I learned that. And I always thought about how I was doing my job as opposed to the results or what people thought or if it was going to take me to the next level or the next promotion. Uh, but was I doing the job the best that I could? Was I honoring the Lord the right way? And winning wasn't the most important thing. If you win, but, but it's not done properly, uh, it's not going to last. It's not going to be remembered. And, and unfortunately, we've had some of that in sports. We've had some individual records set that now we look back and we see, hey, that might have been set with performance-enhancing drugs. It takes a little bit away from Um we had the the Spygate situation a a few years ago where New England almost went undefeated, but, um, you know, we found out it wasn't done the right way. That's the, that's the kind of thing I never wanted to happen with me. I wanted to do it the right way.
1: Yeah, that is very important. And coach, I I grew up in a pastor's home and my mom and dad used to, uh, used to share this one phrase with me. They say, it's no disgrace to fail, but it's a sin when you do less than your best. Mm. And, um, so I appreciate your comments on that and, and to do it the right way and to be the right person. That's exactly you're right. That's exactly how God wants us to live and how he wants us to be.
3: We we are talking to Coach Tony Dungy. Our in-studio special guest is Pastor Walter Harvey. his senior pastor from Parkmont Assembly of God. Um, Tony, before we get to, to, to a break... We have had a number of uh, professional athletes on, um, and and Don Beebe, who played obviously for the Packers and the Bills, he made a comment. I had asked him how hard it was to to continue to walk worthy in an NFL locker room, and he surprised me with his answer. He said, "You know, it was easier for me when I was in the NFL." He said, "You know, when I'm with the Packers and and Reggie White is doing a Saturday night uh, Bible study, and and this player's getting together with me and this, and he said a lot of eyes were on me." And so when I was in the locker room, I, he said it was easier for me to walk worthy because there was a lot of guys that I was I was hanging out with that were doing the same thing. When I left the NFL and left the locker room, it got a little bit more difficult uh, because I was more on my own at that point. Do you agree with that?
4: Well, I, one thing I would agree with, <laughs> it was easy for me also because you had so many other guys who were holding you accountable, right? and you had those teammates, so... Uh, you're trying to be strong in your walk, and you knew that you had had guys who were going to to make sure you did the same thing so uh, I would agree with Don in that for me the the time that I was in the NFL with the Christian coaches that I had on my staff and the Christian players that I played with that certainly helped me out tremendously.
3: Well, that's, that's interesting because, you know, when, when you're just a, a fan and you're watching some of the things that, that happen, you know, to some of these players when they're outside of the locker room and some of the trouble that they get into, that's what we hear about. That's what, you know, I'm on a sports radio station. That's what our guys talk about. Very seldom do they talk about what we just talked about. The guys that get together right. and 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 open the Bible and, 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 they're, and they're walking worthy and they're doing really good work in the community. We don't hear much about that. But have a guy get a drunk driving charge, you know, everybody's going to know about it within about 30 minutes at this point.
4: Yeah, and that I'm, I'm in the media now, and that, that does make me mad about the way we do our job. We don't highlight the 95% that are doing great things. We highlight the 5% negative. And uh, when I was the head coach in Tampa, we had so many guys doing tremendous things, work done getting homes for single moms and Derek Brooks starting a, a youth group and Mike Allstott and John Lynch um, who who had programs for scholarships for um, underprivileged kids who were great, great students. You never hear about it, it would, would never be talked about. It. But as you say, let one person make a mistake or one arrest, and it's in the news for weeks. So uh, people might be surprised to find out how strong that the Christian influence is in some of the locker rooms in the NFL You just don't hear about it that often.
3: Yeah, I I agree. Guys, we've got to get to a quick break. On the other side of the break, we'll continue our, our, our journey and our conversation with Coach Tony Dungy and Pastor Walter Harvey. He's a senior pastor from Brooklawn Assembly of God. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio, 105.7 FM, The Fan.
2: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Accurate Basement Repair. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time you covered me.
3: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern alongside my co host, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, joining us in studio. I found out I coached his son over at Dominican. I'm almost afraid to ask how I did. Uh, pastor Walter Harvey, he's the senior pastor from Park Lawn Assembly of God. They're located at 3725. North Sherman Boulevard. Before we continue with Coach Dungy, uh Pastor Harvey, how long have you been at Park Lawn?
0: Mike, I've been at Park Lawn for 21 years, and oh. I met uh, Tony the first year that I came there.
3: And and Shannon Smith, I think, is is uh, comes. Yeah. Shannon's a young man that I coached at Dominican. You know, possibly, it, it, at least he's in the conversation of the best basketball players I've ever coached. And as good a basketball player as he is, he's a better man.
0: Yes, he is. He's a great guy.
3: Man, gives back to the community and and cares a lot about the city of Milwaukee. And I've got a tremendous amount of respect for him as a man. He didn't play good enough defense for me. But he sure could hit a jump. He sure could hit a jump shot, man. I'll tell you, he could shoot it. Our special guest online, Coach Tony Dungy. Um, Coach, we wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, about your platform. I know that, uh, Pastor Ken, uh, had made a comment that, that you really talk a lot about the platform the Lord has given you, um, in, in your books and, and, and people that want to know about some of the books that you've written, I would highly recommend, uh, go to com and it's a really wonderful website there's a lot of great things on that website and uh once i got on the website last night and again this morning coach it was hard for me to get off because there's so much good material there and again that's coach but pastor ken you want to talk a little bit about his platform
1: yeah uh coach i loved uh well a couple of questions i have for you first of all um how many first-generation Christians did you see there in the uh, in your time in the NFL? Were there several that came to Christ, and they were the first in their family to uh, come to, to know the Lord?
4: Well, I, I don't know about first in their family, but uh, we certainly had a lot of guys come to Christ through the chapel programs and, mm-hmm. and the Bible studies that we had, and just from from players ministering to other players. We were fortunate that I used to get Pastor Harvey to come to our chapels when we played the uh, played the packers and you get speakers that come in and challenge men and you know you you get so many of these guys who have seen the other side of they see the riches the fame the material things and, and they know that that's not all there is to it they they feel the sense of something missing so you do get a chance to minister to them and over 28 years that i was in the national football league I did get to see a lot of guys come
1: to Christ. Amen. That is tremendous. You mentioned uh, you define a platform as merely the place God puts you uh, to be able to exercise, you know, your gifts and to influence people. And I I think our listeners would just love to hear, I mean, how God has directed you in, in light of your platform and what you've been able to accomplish and do.
4: No, he really has. I, he gave me a passion for sports, and that, that came about uh, just naturally. I enjoyed it, and I thought it was just going to be a place where I was going to have fun. Uh, but as I grew and uh, got to the NFL, I, I found for, when I played for the Steelers, all of a sudden people wanted to talk to you uh, about a lot of things, and you had opportunities to talk to youth groups and young people. You had a chance to, to speak at events around town and just, just talk to people on the streets. So I soon realized that um, I had a a different platform than most of the boys I grew up with just from from the Steelers. And the NFL gave me a platform, and we won the Super Bowl. And Tyndale Publishing Company approached me about writing a book, which is something I never (laughs) dreamed of, of doing, even though my mom was an English teacher. Writing was just something that was almost foreign to me. Uh, But we we did write a book in 2007 that ended up selling over a million copies. And again, something I never would have dreamed of. Uh, Then going to NBC and and being on television and being able to do uh, some features on young men in the NFL and show some of the Christian players and what they're doing. Um, So God has given me a platform I never dreamed of. But there are other people who have different types of platforms, and they, they may not view it that way but they can impact people, and they do in in their own way. And and we all have that. We just have to take advantage of
3: it. We're talking to Coach Tony Dungy, our special in-studio guest, Pastor Walter Harvey, the senior pastor from Park Lawn Assembly of God. Pastor?
0: Tony, I want to thank you for um, being transparent in your books, both you and Lauren. Uh, Judy and I have been married 29 years, and uh, we've read uh, your latest book, The Uncommon Marriage. And then we uh, received from you in the mail recently. I think it was a week or two ago. The adventure that goes along with the book. Uh, so I want to thank you because it's really transforming our marriage. What kind of reports are you hearing? And who was the book, who are the audiences that you targeted your book for?
4: Well, it's it's really amazing because uh, after the first couple of books that were really about sports and targeting young men, especially. Um, Tyndale came and said, boy, we could do something on marriage, there's a lot of men out there that wouldn't read a, quote, marriage book, but they might read a book about your life uh, that could help them with with their marriage. And so my wife and I consented to do it, and we have gotten some great feedback, uh, especially from wives who have said, you know what, I got my husband to read this, and now maybe he understands a little bit more about what I've been saying. Uh, then, as you mentioned, the devotional that goes with it is just uh, you give couples 90 days of, of lessons where they could sit down and take one principle from the Bible and apply it to their marriage. Uh, so it's been pretty awesome to get that type of feedback and to think, well, I'm doing something that's really significant. I'm helping people just examine how Christ can help their marriage.
3: Hey, Coach, I got to tell you, I do a high school football coaches show every Saturday morning from 10 to noon. And two or three weeks ago, I kicked out my co-host, and I brought in three coaches' wives, high school football coaches' wives. Mm-hmm. And I brought in one um, who's been in it a short amount of time and one who's been in it a little bit longer, one who's uh, – her husband is just about to retire. And I was half Oprah Winfrey, half Dr. Phil, you know, for two hours talking to these, um, to these coaches' wives. And what I got out of it is – you know this is the whether these coaches understand or not this is their ministry and uh you know the 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 wives are are two of the wives i think are all in uh, the third was was still trying to feel her way through it and and basically saying look my my husband's gone a lot more than i thought he was going to be gone and i'm raising these kids on on my own and um, especially during the season and now that the off season is becoming a little bit more The other thing that I got from it is I got more calls from coaches saying, don't ever do that again. (laughs) Don't don't you ever do that again. Because my wife is saying, wait a second, how come she gets to do this and I don't? And then I got, when I see other wives out, you know, the grocery store or the gas station, they'll say, hey, if you ever do a show like that again, I want in. Mm -hmm. I want to be in the studio because I want to talk about it. And what what I'm, you know, from what was to be kind of a fun show, we have, you know, we've progressed to the point that um, we had a guest on Faith in the Zone, and and a um, uh, pastor in in uh, in Detroit. Uh, Ken, you're the guy that went to Bob Jones Jeff, with Jeff, you, Jeff Totten. Yeah, yeah. Who does down in Michigan? He does coaches and their spouse uh, weekends, and yes, it's all I've cr- heard
4: of that. Yeah,
1: yeah,
3: it's all yeah. Christian based, and so he said you should bring your wife down and go through ours in June or July, and if you feel a burden to bring this to Milwaukee, maybe you can set that up. And the more I keep hearing about that show, that, again, was just supposed to be kind of a fun, light, goofy two hours, turned out a little bit more serious than I thought, and uh, I may take him up on that. I, I think when when you talk about coaches' wives, there is a special place in heaven for them. I believe that.
4: Well, there is, and the, the truth of it is they have, an impact in a platform as well and it, in the perfect situation your wife is in it with you because she can do ministry as well and, and my wife Lauren has, has done that for for the 28 years that I was coaching not only ministry to the other wives and and girlfriends and and that type of thing but also to the guys I, I felt it was important I used to take Lauren on on every road trip with us because I wanted my players to understand how important my marriage was, my family was, and, and that my wife was a co-worker with me. And so many of these young men haven't seen that that kind of marriage in action before. And they needed to know and needed to see that I was committed to my wife. So uh, those, those wives have a, a special place. They, they inherit, you know, in, in the case of the NFL, they inherit 53 more sons. Uh, automatically. Yeah, you bet, yeah. And that, that's a part of it. But, yeah, uh, I think back to my high school coach and his wife and just the way they reached out to everybody and, and made a difference in the, the lives of so many young men.
1: Well, Tony, that'll preach to uh, pastors, too, because, yes. uh, you know, it's so easy for a pastor to get so focused on ministry that he's not giving the needs to his wife or to the kids. And, you know, when I was growing up as a pastor's kid and then I went into the ministry, someone said, well, man, we're, we're shocked. We hear pastor's kids either end up in prison. I said, or they end up in ministry. Yes, you know? yes. And uh, Mike was good. He got my wife in here on a radio Program with faith in the zone. I'm still trying to get him to get Terry, his wife, in here too. <laughs> yes, we, we need to hear from oh, absolutely, we do. Hey Preach t- it, Tony,
3: hey, I hear enough from her. Uh, don't worry about that. <laughs> I hear enough from her, Pastor Harvey. When you talk about uh, platforms, and that's kind of what we're talking about, the platform that you have as well, especially in the city of Milwaukee, um, that that is a platform that 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 I'm sure that you use uh, quite well. It's a platform that uh, that the Lord has, has put you in. But there's a lot of people that, that you can reach with with your platform.
0: You know, you're right. Uh, usually our pain gives us a platform, or if we perform well in something, it gives us a platform. And uh, my wife is a 10-year breast cancer survivor. Her mm-hmm. platform has become a ministry of outreach to women who also are dealing with that. Uh, sports is a tremendous platform, particularly in the inner city. And um, it's it's great for uh, people to hear testimonies like Tony mm-hmm. and uh, that just and not just Tony, who's, you know, obviously he's reached the pinnacle of success. You know, first African-American coach to win a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you know, 10 plus playoff seasons, but just regular guys who are just showing up every day at work, loving their wives, raising their kids. Those are the kind of stories that uh, children in the inner city need to hear and see.
3: Yeah, I, I really agree with that. Guys, let's get to a quick break, and we'll get to our last uh, our last segment. This has really been a great show. I really appreciate it. Our special guest is Coach Tony Dungy. Special in-studio guest is Pastor Walter Harvey. He's a senior pastor from Park Lawn Assembly of God. Again, I would highly recommend uh, go to uh, www.coachdungy.com. Dot com and take a look at uh, that website. It's just a wonderful, uh, wonderful material and a lot of things that, that will get you thinking. I can tell you that. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio, 1057 FM, The Fan.
2: Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fellow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 1057 FM The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me.
3: Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 1057 FM The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Our special in-studio guest is Pastor Walter Harvey, the senior pastor from Park Lawn Assembly of God. They're located at 3725 North Sherman Boulevard. And our guest for the entire hour has been Coach Tony Dungy. Uh, coach, I, I can't thank you enough for, for the time that, uh, that you've given us. Do you know, a couple of uh, quick things before we've got to get out. Um, I read in in, uh, in doing some prep work that you're the only NFL player to ever intercept a pass and throw an interception in the same game. That's a, that's impressive, Coach.
4: <laughs> well, I'm, I wasn't the only one to do it, but I, I was the last one to do it. You were the last
3: one to do it, okay. Yeah,
4: 1977. Way back in the 40s and 50s, they used to play both ways, ah. and it was done a lot. But uh, since the merger of the AFL and the NFL, it's only been done once. I was a quarterback at the University of Minnesota. I switched to defensive back my first year with the Steelers. I had an interception in the game against the old Houston Oilers. And in the fourth quarter, we lost all of our quarterbacks to injury. And I ended up playing the fourth quarter and finished up. And unfortunately, I threw an interception. I didn't want that part of the, the record, but uh, I did both in the same game, and it made me a, a celebrity in Pittsburgh for a day, anyway.
3: Well, I could tell you, I do that every year at, on our turkey ball. I always throw, I always throw an interception. I don't get many picks anymore, Tony. I'm I'm not quite as fleet as I as I used to be. Hey, how did you enjoy your time in in Pittsburgh? I've gotten a chance to be there. A couple of times, in fact, I I flew with the Packer team playing uh, to a Monday night game, and Cordell Stewart had the game of his life, and and they beat the Packers. The flight home was a lot more difficult than the mm. flight going down. Um, how did you enjoy your time in Pittsburgh?
4: Pittsburgh was a, a special place. Um, I had a lot of fear going in; didn't know what it was going to be like, and it, it was it was great. And at that time, the as as now the. the fans were just so connected to the team and you you felt so much like a part of the city. So that part was wonderful. Got involved in a great church there. Met my wife there. Uh, As I say, really became a strong Christian there due to the leadership and influence of a lot of the players on the team. So it was a a special time in my life. And uh, I think once you're a a Pittsburgher, especially involved with the Steelers, you're, you're always a Pittsburgher.
3: You know, I was surprised how beautiful that city is. I mean, I went with this. So. I went with this uh, uh, notion that it was just kind of a steel city, and and it was absolutely gorgeous, and I really, really enjoyed it quite a bit. Hey, um, if we can, going back to your website real quick, there is um, it, it, it's a part where it says take the uncommon life challenge. Can you explain that to me?
4: Well, that was uh, actually the third book we came out with. We wrote a book called Uncommon that was really dedicated to high school people. Uh, boys and girls, to, to give them a sense of being different, that the Christian life is different, and that's not all bad. Uh, and then we wrote a one-year devotional along with that, and the devotional would have a day uh, and 365 entries and uh, a scripture lesson for that day, and then kind of a story, uh, a lot of sports stories that that referred to the lesson. And we got people to sign up and take the challenge of staying with it for a whole year, doing all 365 of the entries. And we got a lot of young people to do that. So that was the uncommon challenge, and it was really gratifying to to hear back from a lot of students who said, you know, I'd never really tried to read the Bible every day or I'd never made that type of commitment. And after a year, I realized how valuable that is. So uh, it, it was a pretty special moment.
3: Well, it's you know it's on the website, uh, and and I would recommend that any of the coaches we get a lot of coaches that listen to us, especially if you're coaching in the high school uh, ranks, go to go to the website and and take a look. Again, it's CoachDunjee Go to the website and and see if you can't interest some of your players uh, to get involved with with this challenge because I think it'd be a great tool for you guys to to, to utilize, uh, to talk to your kids about their faith and their testimony. Uh, Pastor Keltner?
1: Yeah, uh, Coach, I just want to piggyback a little bit on what Mike's talking about here with uh, high school coaches. What, if, you know, because we have several that will be listening, what would be, uh, you know, your challenge? You know, if you had just a, a few minutes or seconds with them, what would be your challenge to high school coaches today?
4: Well, I would tell them to take advantage of, where God has put you. You can have an influence. You do have an influence on so many young people. My, my son was a high school football player. He's a, a senior in college now. Uh, even though we had a very stable two-parent home, he spent more time with his high school coach uh, in his junior and senior year than he spent with me as his dad. Um, so you have a tremendous opportunity to influence people the right way. And if you're only teaching them their sport, you're really missing the mark. Very few of those young people are going to earn their living and make their living playing that sport, but they're all going to grow up and be part of this country. And so if you can help them grow off the field and become better men and women, that's really the service. And I think back to my high school coach, Dave Driscoll, and he told me something when I was 14 years old I've never forgotten. Uh, He said, talent is God given, be thankful, praise is man given, be humble, conceit is self-given be careful and i've remembered that i'm 59 years old so for 45 years i i've remembered that and things that he used to say like that that helped me become not not only a better player but a better person and i think that's that's really our our goal as coaches
3: yeah i i agree with that's that good. and i i wish i would have uh, i wish i would have talked to you 30 years ago and got that from you because i coached for a long time and and uh that that was awesome, um, Pastor Harvey. When when you met uh, Coach Dungey, did uh, and how long ago was that now? Nineteen twenty years.
0: 1993, Okay, years ago.
3: Man, he's your friend. You got to be really proud of some of the work that, that that he's doing. And and what's interesting to me is is you know his platform is 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 national. Your platform is here, local. Yet both are just so extremely important to 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 what we're doing.
0: Yeah, I'm really thankful and proud to uh, have Tony and Lauren in our lives. My wife Judy and our son Nick and our autumn granddaughter, granddaughter Autumn. I'm even more proud of what he's done off the field Mm -hmm. as well as what he's accomplished on the field.
3: Hey, real quick, uh, Tony, do you miss coaching?
4: I I really don't. I miss the relationships, and I miss being able to kind of share my faith with young people but i get a chance to do that now even a little bit more as, as i have a little, a little more time so uh, i think god's got me doing some things that i'm excited about i'm able to get involved in my local church here in tampa a little bit more so um i had a great time in, in those 28 years i coached and now i'm just in, a, in another stage of life
1: coach do you uh has god opened up any doors for you as far as outside the united states um internationally to uh, mission trips things along that line
4: i haven't done anything personally going but uh a couple of the books that that i've written have been translated into korean into spanish uh into german and so that's been pretty neat to get a letter from someone who read it in another country in a different language mm. again something that, that you never dream right. would happen uh, when mm. when you you start out
3: Hey, Coach, we're we're wrapping this up, but in that questionnaire when we talked about uh, the Florida grouper and Frenchies, question number nine is who's your favorite person in the Bible? And your answer was Paul. Uh, can I ask why why Paul is your favorite?
4: I, I just think Paul had so much strength and so much uh, depth to his character, and he made it his mission to share the gospel with everybody he saw, every place that he went. And I just think that's such an unbelievable uh, life vision, and and I wanted that to be my vision. I haven't done it as well as Paul, but uh, he is definitely my inspiration.
1: Well, I tell you, that's God's mission for us all, Tony. And um, I'm I'm thankful for the platform and that God's given you, and the challenge you've been able to give us and uh, our listeners through uh, through this broadcast. And I trust we have several that we'll let you know what a blessing you've been to him uh just here on the station here in Milwaukee and thank you so much for being willing to come
3: on yeah you you bet and and certainly Pastor Harvey it's it's so good to meet you and and uh I hope your son has fond memories of me coaching I hope he doesn't just say, man, that guy yelled at me all the time, is, is what I'm hoping. Yeah,
0: You helped him realize that uh, his vocation was not on the basketball court.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> honesty, I guess, was the best policy back then. I don't know. Guys, like I got to thank you so much, and and uh, uh, Coach Donji, thank you so much for the time. I, I appreciate it. Next time you head over to Clearwater and have a, a grouper sandwich, uh, uh, make sure you think of me. I wish I was down there with you, and and my brother was right on the button. There isn't a better grouper sandwich. We're actually as a group, uh, there's a number of us going to be um, heading down to Tampa for the Packer Tampa game, and two two of the guys that are on our sports station, uh, Leroy Butler and Gary Ellerson are two guys that are going to kind of spearhead that, that trip, which makes me a little nervous, by the way. I get a little nervous that those are the guys that are, that are going to be the leaders on that, that trip. Uh, but they're going to stay on the beach at Clearwater and head over to the, to the Tampa Bay Green Bay game. So. Um, I will make sure that I let them know you're living in the Tampa area and maybe head over to Frenchie's, and they might see you there. So. Yes,
4: and tell Leroy, don't do too much damage down here in, in my ho- hometown. <laughs> I,
3: I will, you know what, I'll see him in a couple hours. I'll make sure that I let him know that. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, Pastor Harvey, it's really been my pleasure to meet you, and thank you so Likewise. much for helping us with this. Ken, it's always good to see you. Yeah, Coach Tony Dungy, thank you very much, and, and have a great week.
4: Thank you, Mike, and Pastor Ken. Thank you for having
3: me. You Thank bet. You. This has been Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to
2: Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner.
3: You can hear Faith
2: in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcast, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
0: Was it really amazing grace Now I know For certain Lord, it was you that rescued me
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.